0: listening to the review on Mobile Syrup. My name is Daniel Bader, and today we are talking about the Nexus 6P, Google's latest flagship smartphone, available today uh, across the country in Canada. And uh, it's garnering some pretty rave reviews for uh, a so-called niche device. And that's really where I'm going to start today, because this is the first Android phone with a Nexus name that I can really see capturing the same demographic of user as the iPhone and the high-end Galaxy devices like the Galaxy S6. And when I talk about an Android phone today, you you really talk about a market of diminishing returns. You refer to products that are getting cheaper and cheaper with increasing uh, numbers of components that are not differentiated from their competitors. The silicone you find inside Android phones is largely the same. It's a variant of Qualcomm Snapdragon. It's got between 2 and 4 gigs of RAM. It has between 8 and 32 gigs of storage. These are fairly rudimentary specs, and you really don't get a bad experience from a phone below $100 anymore. So why would you spend $700 on a smartphone, especially when it's running an operating system that is so ubiquitous you can find it uh, on basically any piece of hardware that isn't made by Apple or, well, I was gonna say Blackberry, but that's no longer the case, or Microsoft. So there are really only two major operating systems available for consumers right now. And as we saw last week with Apple's earnings, the iPhone continues to sell in huge numbers. And those numbers don't seem to be abating. The 48 million iPhones Apple sold in q4 it did not include the new iphone 6s and 6s plus samsung on the other hand is selling more smartphones 84 million so nearly double that of, of uh, apple but most of those phones are in the sub 300 range and when i say 300 i'm talking about us dollars and what that means is that samsung's margins are getting squeezed at the top by apple and at the bottom by companies like huawei and when we see a, a phone from Huawei, we normally associate it with that sub $300 price point, especially in North America. But the Nexus 6P is Huawei's first really nice high-end smartphone available in North America. We've seen some of them on Canadian characters, uh, carriers. They partnered with Rogers, Bell, Telus before for the prepaid market. But you'll see this phone on store shelves in the coming days next to the iPhone and the Galaxy And it has a good chance of attracting some of those wandering eyes from people that are not as interested in the two big smartphone brands out there. But why would you buy a Nexus 6P? And that's really the question that Huawei is going to be trying to answer uh, from the hardware perspective. And Google has been a little bit aloof with its reasonings for why you would want a Nexus in the first place. They say that it's the best experience of Android hardware and software, but you could argue that that's true of the Galaxy line because Samsung spends so much on R&D. They integrate a bunch of really interesting features into their phones. They have great cameras, fast chips. They make their own silicone now. Uh, this is a phone that uh, transcends all that because Google actually built the hardware uh, in collaboration with Huawei. They also did the same with LG for the Nexus 5x, but the 6 p is the it represents what Nexus is right now, which is a specialized consumer product. It's no longer a developer centric product like the early days, and it's no longer a cheap and cheerful smartphone the way that the Nexus four Nexus 5 were. Uh, marketed in um, in in North America. Now we have to, I have to pause here to say that the pricing of the 6P in Canada is disproportionately high to what it would be if the Canadian dollar was stronger against the U.S. dollar. So it's 4.99 U.S. and 6.99 Canadian, even at today's current exchange rate, 4.99. US is not 699 Canadian, it's closer to 630 Canadian, which means that Huawei is hedging uh, against weakening, uh, continued weakness in the Canadian dollar. Now that we saw with the iPhone 6S, we saw with the Galaxy S6, but this is uh, hedging to another degree. So realistically, if you were going to be comparing Uh, apples to apples in terms of pricing the nexus 6p would actually be closer to 625 630 canadian dollars which puts it at the lower end of that so-called high-end smartphone price point so when you look at it from that perspective you're getting a lot of phone and it's clear that google is somehow subsidizing this uh, with uh, the oem's support and with the nexus 5x which is 499 canadian that uh hedging is not quite as severe it's 379 US so we see it definitely in um, in the price of the Nexus 6p but what we what we didn't uh, what I think uh, Huawei and Google wanted to prevent was a pricing increase um, th- mid cycle and they want to have room to lower the price like they did with the Nexus 6 it started out at $749 and after about 9 months it dropped to 599 so if you're willing to wait a little bit for this phone I would uh, see it lower by about $100, maybe to 599 549 in six to nine months. But if you're looking for a high-end smartphone, uh, not by Apple, this is probably the one to buy. So let me go through the features for you. Uh, this has a 5.7-inch QHD display. That's a 2560 by 1440 pixel AMOLED display. It seems to be the same panel as on the, the Note 5 from Samsung. And Samsung creates its own panels, so it's likely that Google uh, got you know made a deal with Samsung to, or Huawei maybe made a, a deal with Samsung to uh, get all of the panels for this device. The screen is covered with Gorilla Glass 4, which makes it very hardy. Uh, It's a thin substrate. It's very scratch resistant, but it's pretty hardy. It's uh, still going to shatter if you drop it straight on, but uh, it's a lot more uh, substantial than the earlier versions of Gorilla Glass. Uh, Above and below it, there are uh, two speakers to create a stereo pairing. These are some of the best speakers I've heard on a smartphone, uh, but it does come at the cost of height. Now, this is a 5.7-inch phone, but it's slightly taller than the Nexus 6, which was a 6-inch phone, and uh, that's a result of these dual speakers. Um, On the side, though, you can see that the bezels, uh, if you've watched the video or read our review, you can see the bezels around the side of the phone are very thin, so that makes the Nexus 6P considerably narrower than the Nexus 6, so it's much easier to use in one hand, even though it is still very tall. It's a very comfortable device to hold, and even though it's not a particularly one-hand-friendly phone, and I'll get to that in a minute, I still think that this is a borderline one-handed device, and um, I would love to see this in the 5.4 or 5.5-inch range, but I definitely understand why those uh, those big phones are attracting consumers more and more often these days. So we have dual speakers, we have a high-resolution display, uh, we have an internal, internally we have a Snapdragon 810 chip and 3 gigs of RAM. Now this is the chip that was purported to overheat, to throttle really easily. Uh, We saw this on the uh, HTC One M9 and it materially impacted the phone's uh, performance as well as its sales numbers. Uh, that won't be the case here because over the last six months or so the Snapdragon 810's reputation has has uh, improved somewhat because Qualcomm's come out and supported it. Google's come out and supported it. A lot of the OEMs have said this is nothing to worry about. This is a tempest in a teapot and uh, you really should not be focusing on this. What is real though is that this is towards the end of the Snapdragon 810's life cycle. We're going to see Newer chips like the Snapdragon 820 debuting early next year in devices like the Samsung Galaxy S7 most likely if they don't include their own silicone in that device. We may see it in uh, HTC's new flagship in spring. Uh, LG definitely will, will have the new chip. So this is something of a, an anomaly where you're, you're launching a high-end phone at the end of a chip's life cycle, but that's somewhat offset by the optimizations made by Google with Marshmallow. So I'll get to that in a second. Internally we have 32, 64, or 128 gigs of int- of storage. Uh, th- that is not expandable via microSD, but uh, you can definitely buy the-, the storage capacity that suits you best. Around back there's a 12.3 megapixel sensor uh, with an f2.0 lens. There's no optical image stabilization in here, but the Uh, Software has been optimized for electronic stabilization that Google says is just as good. And the pixels themselves on the um, 12-megapixel sensor are 1.55 microns, which means that they're slightly larger than the average pixel on, say, the iPhone 6S or the Galaxy S6 or Note 5. And that means that in low-light conditions, this is going to be able to capture more... Light uh, per frame per shutter, uh, depending on at, at the same shutter speed, for example, this will capture more light than say the Galaxy Note Five. Uh, that there's a, a bit more technically to do uh, with uh, light capture. Obviously, uh, you you can crank up the ISO to make it more sensitive to light, but you risk uh, gr- adding grain and distortion to the image if you uh keep your hand steady and keep the the shutter speed the shutter open longer you risk blurriness and because this doesn't have optical image stabilization it's not accounting for that um hand movement so there's a bunch of other factors here but suffice it to say this is the best camera we've seen from a nexus phone it's also one of the best cameras i've used period uh save for the terrible Google camera software that I hope gets a revamp, if not a complete re- overhaul uh, in the coming months. That's probably not going to happen because this is a new camera app altogether for uh, the Nexus 6P and 5X. But uh, I really hope that some of the bugs, the s- the slow startup speeds, the fact that when you move your hand slightly, it has to often reset. Uh, if you change your phone from portrait to landscape, the entire app reloads and uh, takes a couple of seconds uh, when you shoot in hdr it's particularly frustrating because the processing time is considerably longer than an equivalent iphone or galaxy device but when you do capture that moment when you get that image you'll see that this is one of the best cameras i've used on a smartphone date. It rivals anything from LG, Samsung, or Apple. And uh, that goes to show just how far Android cameras have come in the last year. And it also goes to show how much work Google and Huawei put into optimizing this camera for the Snapdragon 810's image signal processor, which hasn't been... Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? received as highly as i think qualcomm wanted it to be uh elsewhere you have 4k video uh, video capture at 30 frames per second this can go all the way up to 240 frames per second at 720p for slow motion video capture and that's really great to use The camera app is really bare bones though, so you're gonna wanna invest in an app like Manual Camera or ProShot that cost a couple of dollars in the Play Store, but you can really hammer down on those manual settings like you can on the default camera apps inside say the, the LG G4 or Galaxy Note 5. On the back there's also the imprint sensor, the uh, fingerprint sensor that Google is calling Nexus Imprint. It's really fast. It's located on the back, so you're gonna wanna have to get used to that. You take the phone out of your pocket with your index finger from either hand, place there and it, your phone is automatically unlocked So you don't actually have to turn on the home button to, uh, or the power button to turn the screen on, it just unlocks it automatically and that's due to a new uh, bunch of sensors inside the phone that are all auto, always listening, always waiting for, for that fingerprint. Uh, the phone is really nicely made, it's Uh, a machined uh, piece of aluminum. It's a single piece of aluminum. It's got chamfered edges, a really nice textured power button on the right side above a really pressy, clicky volume rocker that I enjoy using. It's available in three colors, an aluminum, uh, graphite black, and a frost white. I haven't had a chance to see or play with the frost white, but the two versions that I have played with, the aluminum and the Graphite Black are beautiful in their own way. I really like it. It's a striking design and one of the more interesting designs out of the Android camp to date. But it also speaks to the fact that there really isn't that much new under the sun in terms of Android hardware. Every device is sort of looking the same. If you look at this front on, you'll see resemblances to HTC phones, to Samsung phones, to Huawei devices of the past. Um, If you turn it around, you'll see that there's a black strip on top where all the antennas and the, a lot of the sensors lie and uh, that's one of the more unique elements to a phone but it, to the phone but it's not particularly attractive it's just unique uh, this is not a beautiful phone but it's beautifully made and uh, if you can see the distinction there you can appreciate it I also got the Nexus case the official felt-covered Nexus 6P case from Google. It's $40 Canadian. Uh, It's not great, but it really does help protect the phone and doesn't add a lot of bulk, so there's that as well. So, the other thing to talk about here is the USB Type-C charger and That is a new standard. It's a reversible charger. Uh, Nothing else is new about it inherently. It's just a reversible connector, but it supports things like USB uh, 3.0 for uh, much faster throughput speeds. It also supports things like fast charging, which this does as well. So this will recharge from about zero to full in 90 to uh, 100 minutes, which is fantastic. Unfortunately, though, Uh, Unlike the Nexus 6, which was made of of plastic uh, with a metal frame, this is all metal, so it does not support wireless charging. Uh, That's understandable given its 7.3 millimeter frame. Wireless charging does add a little bit of thickness, but uh, that's something to keep in mind. So that's kind of the rundown of the specs, but let's talk a little bit about the phone itself. This is the best Android has ever been. Google updates this phone directly. It gets monthly security updates, and Android's ecosystem, its app ecosystem, which I still decry is not nearly as robust, not nearly as high quality as iOS, is getting better. And app developers are really taking to the new features of Android 6.0 Marshmallow with aplomb. A lot of them are updating them, updating it to support things like Now on Tap, which is Google's marquee feature in the new version of Android. There's also app permissions, which, like iOS, prompts you to enable, to um, allow or disallow particular permissions instead of having to approve them all at once when you download the app. That's one of Android's major criticisms of, over the last few years and one of its biggest security flaws. So now you can get around that. Uh, the other thing here is that you have a lot more granularity, a lot more control over things like microSD, even though this doesn't support it. The uh, new HTC One A9 does. And you can actually add an SD card and unify it with the main system uh, storage, which means that, say your, your phone comes with 16 gigs of storage, but you wanna increase it, you can add a really fast 64 gig chip, and you can make the, the system see it as all one uh, big storage uh, device. So uh, you can add as much as you want, and uh, even though it won't be quite as fast as it would be if you're just using the internal storage, it's a great feature. Other things include Doze and App Standby, which, uh, are two new battery-focused features that are fantastic for um, extending the life of your Android phone. That's one particular advantage of the Nexus 6P. It's got a big 34.50 milliamp hour battery, and with Doze and app standby and a bunch of other battery optimizations, this is one of the longest-lasting Android phones that I've used to date. Uh, that doesn't not mean necessarily that it's the best battery life i found on a smartphone. The iPhone 6S Plus is still far better than this in terms of overall uptime. The Galaxy Note 5 slightly better than this in terms of overall uptime. And then there's the reigning leader, the Sony Xperia Z5, which I'm reviewing at the moment, and it's fantastic uh, two-day battery life. But uh, those are running older versions of Android, and obviously the iPhone is running iOS 9, so that's not a really fair comparison. But uh, this is going to be great for people who want to extend their battery life uh, even further. So those are the high-level features, but let's just talk about the Nexus program as an idea. Google doesn't create its own hardware. It partners with the, with companies Huawei and LG this year, Motorola last year, LG the year before, and the year before that, Samsung the two years before that, and HTC uh, the first year. So there have been a bunch of different partners. We've heard that Sony's getting in on the game next year and maybe something else, and, and somebody else So that's something uh, to keep in mind. But in Canada, the Nexus devices have a pretty good carrier presence, whereas in the US, they're mostly sold unlocked from the Google store. Now, obviously, you can do the same thing here. But um, what does the Nexus program mean to the average consumer? probably very little it's actually quite an unknown brand when you think about it compared to the iphone or the galaxy so how do you differentiate your product when you're charging slightly less than the high-end flagship devices from the two top oems but you also want to convince people that there's inherent value in getting software updates directly from google that the phones come unlocked out of the box these are really important distinctions um, that it's going to be very difficult for the carriers themselves to advertise and to um, uh, help people through their purchasing decisions, especially if Google does not have as hands on a uh, marketing. Um strategy as say Samsung or Apple does at the carrier level. Obviously the education process is a big one. Uh, The unlocked phone market is expanding very quickly in Canada. We have companies like Alcatel OneTouch, like Asus, um, really, and OnePlus obviously, but that's not sold directly in Canada, uh, expanding that unlocked phone market. They're all Android phones. They all do pretty much the same thing. How do you decide which one's best for you? Uh, That's a very difficult decision when you have phones like this that are teetering on uh, the high-end price range, but also offer way more in, in terms of longevity than a $1,000 Galaxy S6. So there's really no answer to this that I can think of that's definitive. Uh, the The Nexus lineup will never be a super uh, popular phone. It'll never sell in the millions like the Galaxy devices do or, or the iPhones. But what I think needs to happen is that Android users in general need to understand that the benefits of the Nexus program go just go beyond specs, and that now with that we've reached a base level of what I believe to be a high end phone experience, where you have great you know great screen, fast uh, performance, good camera, excellent battery life. Those are kinds of the four tenets that you need to nail down before you can really focus on the other stuff. Google has that, and and Huawei has definitely accomplished that uh, with the 6P. So then you can focus on other things. You can say, you will get updates faster than anybody else. And those are not just feature updates. Those are security updates. And Android is increasingly becoming becoming clear that even though these widespread attacks are not quite as... um, as dangerous, as imminent as as the security research firms that you know discovered hacks and exploits like stage fright make us make it out to appear, uh, your phone is not you know, in imminent danger of being hacked right now. Uh, these man in the middle attacks are dangerous, certainly, uh, and they need to be addressed. And the only company that's really doing that on a regular basis is Google. And that's the major distinction here is that if you are safe with your phone And you download all of your apps from the Play Store, and you don't really download, you don't really try to go to sketchy torrent websites on your phone, and you don't click on pop up ads that may or may not install, you know, sideloaded apps on your phone, even if you, you know, have that uh, feature enabled. These are things that uh, you you just have to be aware of. You probably don't need to have an antivirus app installed on your Android phone, Uh, even though you can if you want to, there's probably no downside to it. But at the end of the day, I would say that the biggest um, the biggest upside to the Nexus is just that Google has your back when it comes to these security updates and, to a lesser extent, these feature updates uh, that get pushed more regularly to uh, its smartphones. And if the Nexus program can reach a critical mass, then we're looking at a device like the Nexus 6P that really rivals any other Android phone out there, and it's just about education. It's about getting... The, uh, the name Nexus to be synonymous with not only quality specs and hardware, but the advantages uh, that I o- iPhones and, I- and iOS has uh, had for years, which is direct from the company updates uh, mixed with new features when, whenever they're available to as many people as possible. And Android, com- Android customers know all about the weight that they have to endure when they buy a phone from the carrier Or even if they buy it directly from the OEM, those weights are uh, very, very uh, frustrating, especially since we, you know, you, you never know when you're gonna get them. Canada has very specific SKUs. Sometimes they are the updates are released in Europe or Asia and, and only come to Canada months later. So these are the kinds of things that Android users have to contend with. But ultimately, I just think most people want a phone that works and works well and doesn't slow down over time, that you don't need to reset or reboot all the time, that has stable software that runs the apps that you want to run. Uh, and and takes good photos and doesn't need to be charged every 10 minutes. These are the bare minimum things that a high-end smartphone or a smartphone in general, but especially a high-end smartphone, should, um, should have. And this is the first Nexus device that I can say unabashedly hits all of those marks and exceeds them in nearly every way. So that's uh, the Nexus 6P. It's available today. Uh, In Canada, it's a great smartphone that you're going to want to buy. It's also a confusing proposition based on the number of great Android phones out there right now. Why would you want a Nexus phone? I hope I cleared up some of those um, potential roadblocks, potential questions. But if you have any more, let me know, and I'll try and answer them. This has been the review uh, from Daniel Bader with Mobile Syrup. Check out the full Nexus 6 review on mobilesyrup.com, and we'll see you in the next one.